Off the Cuff. This is what the third off the cuff. The third. Mm. But it's the first for the critic to introduce it. Ah. <laughs> now, you always say we're not using our radio voices, all of that. Well, I'm not. Uh, I never use my radio voice, only the ref does. So. <laughs> you have a radio voice. Oh, get out. <laughs> so I'm doing my regular, and the ref is going to come down, down to my level, not up, down. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> So what we're starting off with, off the cuff, is an off the cuff conversation yeah. that was filmed. And this is coming to all of us on Friday, September 21st in theaters. It's called Tea with the Dames. And it's directed by Roger Michelle, as the ref reminded me, he directed Notting Hill, yeah. which is on the TV all the time now and I can't stop watching it. <laughs> Julia Roberts, I blame you. Yeah. And you too, Hugh Grant, you too. Anyway. What was his roommate's name, though? Oh, my. uh, Reese Evans is a master. (laughs) That's not even. So, you know him from that, the director. But who are the dames? Oh, my goodness. Buckle in. It's Eileen Atkins. That's upstairs, downstairs. Think of her there. Judy Dench. Good. You don't even have to think of anything. Just think of everything. (laughs) Everything British. Joan Plowright, who is now retired from acting, but... Yeah, forcefully. Yes, but... Yeah. Okay, watch out. And Maggie Smith. (laughs) So, tell us about this, Rev. I mean, tell me about it. Because I can only imagine... I'm like, okay, so we have like a little under an hour and a half of them talking. Listen... So for 40 years, for 40 years, get this, these four women, and now I think they added up in the documentary how many awards they have among each other, like major, not, it was like 86 or something, something ridiculous number. Mm -hmm. They have won together all of the awards possible out there as far as any major awards, both, both overseas and here in the States. They've been nominated for everything. These are women who really genuinely care and love each other (laughs) they're real friends and they've been meeting together like i said for 40 years for tea uh and joan usually hosts now if you don't know who joan is you definitely know who her husband is sir laurence olivier who's Uh but she was married to him for many years um she's now without sight but she hosts hosts every year the dames to come over and do you think they talk about roles and art they talk about whatever is on their mind whether it's gossip or whether it's about their latest surgery (laughs) whatever comes to their mind they're talking about it but this time we have a camera um robert there filming all of this it starts out outside and it's kind of structured but because of rain it moves indoors and what happens in that documentary, it starts to be really appropriate for this particular segment, off the cuff. <laughs> and you really start to hear the stories behind their careers, what they think, what they don't care to think about, what they think about each other. It really was almost like a masterclass in listening about acting, but also about the life of the artist. Yeah. Which for the Brits is a little different than the cliche life of the American artist. 
I mean, we emote, we throw ourselves in. I mean, it's, it's a whole to do. But for these ladies, they've really been groomed from a very young age to be now dames, to be now who we see as quintessential acting um, here in the States, we really do respect it. I have to do, I have to say, when we get to everybody's individual story, because they interview them separately, they interview them together, they interview them in pairs, they switch up the pairs, and we hear just how groundbreaking every single one of them, uh, their careers are. It really, I mean, they, how do I say it? Every one of them have played a pivotal role that we probably watched in high school, like a Shakespeare yeah. TV show, or maybe even now in this generation, if you've watched 007, you've got Judy Dent showing up. If you've watched, um, like you said, Elaine Atkins, she's showing up all over the place mm -hmm. uh, in classic uh, TV shows. Dame Maggie Smith is probably more relevant now than she ever was. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it just really is a beautiful commentary, a beautiful capturing of what it took in their eyes to get to where they are. And not only that, how they feel about each other. And there's a real friendship there. They even tease Judy's Dinch, especially Maggie Smith, of snagging and grabbing all of the motion picture, they say, roles. Yeah. <laughs> so if they want to call on a great actress, they always call Judy Dinch. And um, I would have to say, if you do get a chance to be anywhere near this documentary, do you have to watch this in a theater? No, you don't have to do that. Will you be treated nicely? If this is your world, if you're interested in acting, if you're interested in classic actors and actresses, really going behind the scenes of what made them who they are, but laughing, like busting a gut, because Maggie Smith, she even kicks a photographer out of the, it's just, oh. it was hilarious. It's, she does a down dabby on him. She does a down dabby on him. <laughs> if you're really interested in that, I think it'll be a really nice deterrent from all the other offerings that are out there. But truly, when this does come to your uh, Amazon or Netflix or even on, I could see this playing out on PBS for mm. sure. If it does come anywhere near that, just stop for a moment and take a look if this is something that interests you. I had a thoroughly good time with it. And they are very, very funny. They even have an exercise that they do, that they talked them into doing. And it's this, warm up their their voice. Dame Judy Ditch, Dame Judy Ditch, Dame, Dame Judy Ditch, Dame Judy <laughs> They captured somehow all of them saying, doing a tongue twister, Dame Judy Ditch. Even Judy Ditch did her own tongue twister. So I, I, I think you would really, really like it, Critic. Um, wow. But this does morph into some other thinking. I was just thinking, mm. as I was watching this, how much we know about these ladies here in America. I mean, we know them. We know their work very, very well. Mm -hmm. But when you watch the show, there's a lot that they didn't know about like true American actors. You know, uh -huh. they, I think they even post that. Um, they know the, the classics, you know, that. But like, I don't think they know, like Maggie Smith being a part of um, uh, Downton Abbey, I don't think she knows a contemporary actress, <laughs> American actress. Right. I don't think she does. And why is that? 
We've talked about this a lot. I was trained by um, in acting. I was trained by a Brit. And it's a definite method. What my acting coach before I left New York was a Brit. I mean, she was she she was trained in the British way. Mm-hmm. And I have a certain respect for British acting. Um, I know you do as well. You have a, a certain respect for it. There's a different um, path that they take over there. They do a lot of apprenticeships. Uh, mm-hmm. They connect them with theaters. Most most Brits, I will say. They move in between mediums easily and have no, um, uh, there's no snobbery in it. They're not going to choose a movie over a theater um, piece over a TV show. They just kind of move seamlessly. But what I really want to talk to you about, just to get to see how you feel, I have a feeling I know how you feel. In fact, I do know how you feel, but there's this like latest British invasion in Hollywood. Like it's... It's coming in strong. We just found out in the news that um, Harriet is the movie based on Harriet Tubman. They have cast Harriet Mm -hmm. and it's going to be played by Cynthia Erivo. Erivo. Mm -hmm. She's a Brit. (laughs) She's black, but she's a Brit. And if you don't know who she is, you totally. Um, she was in uh, The Color Purple, won the Tony for it. She's coming yeah. out in a new movie, The Widows, and also um, that new movie by Fox uh, about uh, what was it? What is it? It's 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 it's. Um, uh, I totally forgot, but you know what it is. It stars John Hamm and uh, oh the hotel something I can't remember mm-hmm. um, movie. But anyway, she's really coming in and taking over. Yeah, for the best times at El Royale. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth, she's in it. And again, like I said, in Widows, that new Stephen Queen movie, she's in that as well. She's going to be playing Harriet. She is not an African-American. Nope. But she's Brit. We also have Henry Cavill this week that just announced, critic, that he no longer will be Superman. And then I thought, oh my gosh, we had a Brit <laughs> playing a true American hero. We've Mm -hmm. also had Doctor Strange, who is supposed to be an American surgeon, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, who is a Brit. (laughs) We had Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out. Yep. We had never seen him before, really. That's because he's a Brit. (laughs) (laughs) We Star Wars. I mean. Who in the cast isn't a Brit? That's what I want to know. The new reboot of Star Wars. All that to say, no shade, but there is a certain British invasion that's happening. And these are like lead roles. Some yeah. people you didn't even know they were Brits until they really started talking. For example, Hugh uh, uh, from House. What's his name? Hugh, Hugh, Laurie. Hugh Yeah. Laurie. I, I remember when I first heard him talk, I thought, oh my gosh. I've been fooled. Yeah. So let's. Oh my goodness. We, we respect You're dropping a bomb here. You like, I know. You like wrapped it in a, a pillow or something. <laughs> we respect the dames and they deserve their titles. Yeah. And the Brits in general. But there is an invasion happening. Well, here's my thing with this if you are going to cast. Um, 
an American character as. Oh, some, can I? I'm sorry, yeah. I have to. I have to interrupt you. Uh-huh. Uh, Martin Luther King. Oh my goodness. David Oyelowo, mm-hmm. a Brit. Yep. Twelve Years a Slave. Chew what's what you for? Yeah. A Brit. Yeah. Just the same. You can keep going. <laughs> Everything Idris Elba does. <laughs> now, look. If you're gonna have American characters, right? Presumably, you would hire American actors. So if you're not going to do that, what would the reason be? In my opinion, it would have to be that somebody walks into the room and just blows you away. Or money. (laughs) Someone's cheaper than the other. In my opinion. Now, the industry will say that. Uh, I will argue with the money, too. I will argue on that. We'll go find some uh, American actor we don't know. You find in the British ones. Hollywood's great at finding the British actors we don't know. (laughs) Great! Stella! Anyway, so that's my thinking. So sometimes when you see some of these British actors playing Americans, the thought is, well, why? I don't see why. Now, sometimes we know why. It's very clear. Like Benedict Cumberbatch, I get it. Makes sense. When Idris is doing his thing, okay, makes sense to me. 12 Years a Slave, hey, makes sense. I'm not gonna mention the ones that don't make sense. Don't do it. But although it is off the cuff, so whatever. Yeah, I could. <laughs> you can guess. Yeah. Okay, and there are certain times, and see, this is the other thing. Cause see, it, it starts to turn into, well, is there something wrong with these American actors? Blah, 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 blah. Sometimes these are British and Australian actors pretending to be American, and then we get blamed for it. <laughs> like, it's the, the, ones, the ones who are good and just, you know, they reveal themselves as, hey, I'm British. Okay, did you know that? I'm Australian. But the ones who ain't so good, they don't say a word. <laughs> and I've seen you. I've seen you, people. I know who you are. Oh, okay? my goodness. Look at him. He's crazy. So, look, the other thing is this. If you really want to tell... Start listening. Go everything you're watching on TV and in movies. To okay, come. so when you say start listening, what <laughs> yeah. exactly do you mean? Critically? Listen to how they speak. Right. So w- you mean it's not specific. It's not, and sometimes it's not even American. <laughs> it's like an alien heard some Americans talking and tried to approximate. It's not even that. It's not generic American. It's not American at all. And I've the more I watch things, I watch so much, the more I can tell. Yeah. I'm like, mm, something's wrong here. <laughs> then I go, are they British or Australian? Yes! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't get it. Like, if you get... Look, Hugh Laurie, you you talked about... Yeah, hire that. I don't care if he's from... Uh, who knows? Europa. Out <laughs> 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 space somewhere. Hire that guy because as house, he was amazing. And no one ever went, hmm, it sounds weird. You didn't get that feeling. Well, the character was odd. Like, the character was very strange. I'm just saying, this is shorthand mm-hmm. for everybody to know that if you are feeling something's up with the voice, go to Wikipedia. Look them up and make sure. I've done it numerous times ago. Oh, there it is. You know, I was watching um, when we watched Moonlight. Yeah. And when I say we, because we saw it together, 
I watched Naomi Harris, and you, you, we did hear while we were there at the New York Film Festival a couple years, well, last year, um, or no, the year before. It, you know, they had problems with her visa, and it shortened it so much. So, do you remember, critic, that it was like she had like for that whole movie five days. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. She had five days to shoot all her scenes, and if you. If anyone's seen Moonlight, <laughs> those were not light scenes. Those were like, those were very heavy, very emotionally taxing scenes. Yeah. And I thought, well, it, my first initial thing was, why in the world would they hire? Like, why, why, why go through all that trouble to mm. bring someone over, and then when you watch the scene, you go, okay. Right. That's why you brought that person over. It wasn't because she's a Brit or cheaper or yes. um, we're trying to widen the international audience or anything. Because she does play in America. No, that's but that is also one of the reasons why they're trying to widen um, the people who will go see in the movie mm-hmm. by having a homegrown. You know, it'll sell well if they have a someone they're rooting for. And. Uh, but you you watch that performance and you go I like you said I don't care who she I don't care where she is. that was a dynamic amazing performance now could Viola Davis have done the same thing of course she could have was she available was yeah. she affordable right. <laughs> was she you know those are all the questions that you have to ask but there is an invasion and I'm not knocking it I don't I hope that this off the cuff isn't like oh we don't want Brits playing Americans. That's not it. It's just odd. It's yeah. it's, it's in masses. <laughs> so you kind of have to perk up a little bit because we both have actor friends. Right. Who have said to us, mm. hey, I'm not being considered for this role. Even and though I'm perfect. Yeah. See, that's the point. That's the point. Like, it doesn't make sense for you to overlook these American actors who can do the work for no good reason. Like, see, that's the point. If it's Naomi Harris and Moonlight, we nobody's going, how does she get that role? <laughs> that's not the point. Look, and, and, and this is a competitive industry. We know that. No one's saying take that away. The point is, though, again, sometimes, and it's more often than people think, it's somebody who's not American playing an American character, and they're not doing that good of a job. Hmm. So that's when the questions come in. Uh, why why are you doing that? And is there a problem with us reaching out to homegrown actors? And whose fault is it? Well, whose fault is it? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You'd have to... This goes back to the casting process. Hmm. So is it, like you said, is it that these people aren't available? Is it that they're too expensive? Is it that, that, that you're not even thinking of them? Because a lot of times that's what it is. Everybody has this notion that, you know, everyone gets to audition for stuff and it could be considered. No. Mm-hmm. So they got to know who you are and call you in. And like you were saying, a part of this is in Great Britain. They have a different system. First of all, they have fewer people. But well, I mean, logistically, yes. Yeah. So that's a part of it. You know, they don't have to go across 50 states here. Mm-hmm. So... What they can do, like you said, is, hey, you go to school, you get an apprenticeship with the theater, you're trained. But with the theater, let's let's acknowledge the theater, Mm -hmm. though. Exactly. 
you know, this pity any little theater over here with a the Royal Shakespeare theater. That's theater, what or the, this theater. You're doing theater with Judy Dench and yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian McKellen. Okay. And it's similar to in Australia where you can go through theater that right. way. You know, I mean, look at what happened with Kate Blanchett. You know, she yeah. did theater with Jeffrey Rush in Australia before we knew who she was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there are obstacles to that here in the States. Um, but this is what gives a lot of British actors and Australian actors a leg up. There are fewer people there. They, they're cultivated differently. Yeah. And then they're going to have people championing them. Exactly. But and it goes back to the... the tea with the dames yeah they all said while they were working in the royal shakespeare like whatever theater you know they have a couple over there that are very extremely prestigious coming through while they're doing little tiny little extra roles they're doing it with sir lawrence olivia right they're doing it with you know uda hagen they're doing it if she's over there they're Mm -hmm. doing it with such and such and that's the grooming that will continue to happen overseas. It just would be nice that if, you know, we would have something like that over here so that we can home grow and think of ourselves uh, for some of the roles that are most appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, look here, you got to go to like Juilliard or, uh, you know, Yale, Yale drama, maybe Brown, Brown, maybe Brad. Oh, yeah, throw that in there. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent uh, form here is just fewer opportunities for more people if you're thinking of it uh, as a proportion for the United States so it's just more challenging here yeah. and look both you and I know these people in the industry they, they ain't got a lot of time to get this job done no no so you, but like you said days, Naomi Ham- Harris yeah. had five days you know if, you're, if, if they're going hey we gotta cast this thing quickly in budget they want this specific thing. I've been hearing, I don't know how much about this new actor from Great Britain. Let's bring him over. Let's bring her over. It's just simple. Um, so that's the challenge. Again, we're not knocking anybody shine. No. But just make sure it is shine. Because sometimes Uh-oh. it's not. <laughs> well, again, um, thanks for listening, listeners. This was... Wait, why am I ending this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was that radio voice. See, I heard it. I know, I know. But I have to turn it off. So yeah, I mean, we we were well. I was way off the cuff, and the ref is always in control. And <laughs> you know, tea with the dames. I'm gonna watch this because you you I know I'm gonna be entertained by these wonderful you ladies. Definitely be entertained. And hopefully, if you are a fan of acting, you'll check it out as well. Uh, and we'll see what the next off the cuff brings because I never know. 